when you think about you and the beautiful power that's inside of you, we need that example for all the women around us to see. And what does it do for other women? It breaks stereotypes and glass ceilings. It reshapes their narrative of what women can achieve. I just want you to think about like maybe the first time you you saw a woman who was taking up space that really inspired you. To me, I think back like the first time I heard Hillary Clinton, that was pretty amazing. She was really making big change on a global stage and it was all about women's rights. So what is your voice? What is that story that you want to tell and what you want to move forward? Welcome to How Women Inspire, where women lead, invest, and give. I'm your host, Julie Castro Abrams, founder and CEO of How Women Lead and managing partner of the venture firm How Women Invest, feminist, social justice warrior, mother, friend of 50,000 plus badass women, and an expert at helping top executive women get on boards and break down barriers for women entrepreneurs, investors, and social impact activists. In this podcast, we interview women influencers and leaders from across the globe who are in the C-suite, founding companies, investing, and agents of change. We'll share stories of how women lead. We'll provide insights and data, tips you can put into action, and get to know the women who have fiercely and unabashedly stepped into their power in leadership and open doors for other women like you. We discuss topics ranging from the journey of getting a board seat how we can counter cultural frameworks that change the way the world views women leaders, what we're doing to close the gender funding gap, and driving equity for women in all aspects of life and career. My goal is that after every episode, you walk away feeling inspired, unstoppable, ready to level up and step into your power and influence. I want to break down the cultural narratives that hold us back collectively and those messy messages you heard that are taking up way too much of your brain space. I want you to know you're invited in because I know that together we can change the culture, change opportunities, and create the future we want for our daughters and sisters and friends. This is our time. Are you in? Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to How Women Inspire. Today, we're talking about how important it is for you to inspire us. Okay, let me tell you what we're really getting down to. We're going to talk about your voice, about how important it is, and why it takes some extra effort. Because culturally, we have not reinforced hearing your voice. Culturally, in fact, the culture has told us that our voice is maybe too harsh, too loud, too this, too whatever, right? There's so many messages out there about women's voices. And the result is that we're not seen in the media. The result is that women are very rarely quoted in science and financial journals If you look at the front pages of the newspaper, we are not there. We're about 25% of all of the people who are quoted for technical purposes. Women's voices culturally are dismissed and discouraged. I'm sorry to say that to you, but I just want you to think about 
why then or how we have allowed those messages to embed in us and change how we show up from what maybe it would be when we were little girls. So I want you to kind of think back. When did you first get the first message? Just think back, close your eyes, take a deep breath. When did you first get the message that you should be quieter, that you should not take up too much space, that it is not appropriate for you to have too much of an opinion or all these other random messages? I'd love it if you want to send me a little note and tell me what messages you heard, but we all got it because it's the culture and it's not serving us. It's time for us to evolve and move beyond that. So today we're talking about the How Women Lead Credo number four, to be unabashedly visible. So if you've been following along with our previous episodes, you know that we have four elements to our credo that we ask everyone to commit to when they join How Women Lead. And the first three revolve around nurturing, supporting, and advocating for each other, our role in supporting other women. So to be fierce advocates for each other, two, to say yes to helping one another, and three, reinforce her voice. But credo number four, for a lot of us, is a little harder. It's about you, your visibility, your presence, your unapologetic existence in this world. And let me tell you, this is the one that makes most of us pause and question, often falter, because it is about our personal behavior, their shame associated. Our voices has been stymied for so long, finding your voice, finding the message, and then being able to deliver that message in a way that is authentic to you, that is powerful is not something that most of us have practiced. It's something that we need to pay attention to if we are going to stand in our power, in our influence. And as I often say to people, think about why this is important. And I want to remind you that your daughter, my daughter, young women are watching you and they're taking their cues about their power and influence from you. We watched other women who spoke very softly, who didn't physically take up much space when we were growing up, but it's a new day. And on behalf of my daughter, I need you to step into your power and your influence. And I really want you to think about what that journey might look like for you. The first step is you got to think about what are the messages you've heard that you've allowed to get inside your brain that aren't really serving you. What is happening for you inside? Then I want you to be thinking about, and I would write it down, pause this recording for a second and just take a minute to breathe and think back. This is important work. Then I want you to think about if you, all the things that you want to accomplish in life, your mission. What change do you want to see in the world? You know, what are you working on at work or in your personal life? And what would it be like if your voice could really powerfully advocate for those things that are important to you? What would the result be? I'd like to actually, if it's okay, share my journey with you because through my journey, I've really come to realize how absolutely critical this is. So I started my career pretty quickly became the COO. 
of an organization in my 20s and early 30s. And I have a strong voice. I actually grew up with the message to be quiet, to not be so bossy, to not take up so much space. I'm 5'7". My sisters are like five feet and 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, I always felt like I was too big, too loud, too energetic. So to me, there was a lot of shame associated with my voice being heard. And so a lot of what I was doing was trying to buy into this narrative. I'm the behind the scenes person. I'm really happy to put somebody else on stage and help them with their public speaking. And I could run a spreadsheet like nobody's business. But if I had to speak on stage, that was a whole other thing. So when I was being recruited to be the CEO of an organization, and I went through the interview process, I literally said to them that I could do the job with my eyes closed as I'd done it. I'd already done the job, all the different elements, the finance, the marketing, the fundraising, all the different pieces. But I shared with them the one thing I couldn't do was public speaking. And if you know me at all today, you know, well, they're not, I've come a long way. I now do a lot of that. But this was something I had to really work through and unlearn a lot of those messages. And I had a lot of discomfort and frankly, had to work with an executive coach to help me through it. So what I want to suggest to you is really Think about how you're going to unpack this and the power of your voice. Who or what is it that's going to make you move beyond your comfort zone to get into standing in your power and in really being unabashedly visible? So what happened for me was I, a couple of weeks after I got that first CEO job, I had to stand in front of 900 people on stage right behind our Barbara Ehrenreich, who is a very famous author and did speaking for a living. Of course, I was having a panic attack and felt like I could, whatever, felt like I had like some kind of big bowl on my head and it was reverberating every word that I said. I was so distracted because I could hear it back. It was one of those bizarre moments in life, right? And my team said, I think you need to, you're going to need to figure this out. And it just so happened somebody presented themselves in my life who was a speech coach. And she invited me because I was running a nonprofit. I believe it was for free, but she really coached me on how to do public speaking. And I even worked with this organization called Stand and Deliver. I think I've gone to five or six of their trainings because to me, what I felt like is there was a formula then I could intellectualize it. I could follow the method that they used, but truly even till this day, when you're doing practice sessions with Stan and Deliver, I get uncomfortable. I still feel discomfort with the public speaking, especially if I'm being evaluated. But to me, that's been absolutely essential. So I do a lot of public speaking. I'm generally pretty good at it. I try to follow the formula every time I get a little bit nervous. But this is what I can tell you. It started with public speaking, but there's a lot of other pieces to this. But this has been one of the most critical ways that I have been able to create change and disrupt the antiquated systems that we all are trying to develop and really create a better world for our daughters and granddaughters and, and the young women that we want to have an easier pathway. So I'll just remind you, it's going to be really hard if this is a solitary journey for you. I want to encourage you to think about either joining a program, like taking a class like I did. We have something at How Women Lead called Visible Impact that walks you through all the elements that you need. But at the very least, get together with a couple friends who might want to be on a journey like this and give yourself a three months or six months 
where you can say, we're all going to support each other in becoming more visible. And I just think that when you think about you and the beautiful power that's inside of you, we need that example for all the women around us to see. And what does it do for other women? It breaks stereotypes and glass ceilings. It reshapes their narrative of what women can achieve. I just want you to think about like maybe the first time you you saw a woman who was taking up space that really inspired you. To me, I think back like the first time I heard Hillary Clinton, that was pretty amazing. She was really making big change on a global stage and it was all about women's rights. So what is your voice? What is that story that you want to tell and what you want to move forward? So let me tell you how this worked for me. First, I worked on the public speaking, but then my team, we were saying, oh, we need to get more press for our organization. And we hired a PR firm and they said, well, you aren't putting out thought leadership, you aren't really active on Twitter, you have got to actually, and you need a bigger following. And so they gave me the formula and they really supported me to do this for how women lead our organization. So they said, I should start doing this podcast to put other women's voices forward and also to craft a body of work and a point of view. It wasn't comfortable for me the first time we did this. And it's really, I still have discomfort when I do one of these solo podcasts. It's certainly a lot easier to interview somebody else and put their voice forward still is easier for me. But my team encouraged me to do it. They've written scripts for me and really pushed me beyond what I would have been comfortable with previously. So I want to say, get help, get support and somebody who's going to help push you beyond those barriers you've created for yourself. Because when it's all said and done, like, this is not that hard. It really isn't. It's my own stuff. And I just need to move beyond it. So the next thing they said is, we think you should write for Forbes. And I thought, my God, well, I don't know. Do I have anything to say? Would anyone even want to listen to what I have to say? And I don't know how much I can get really nerdy. So like, I don't know how much nerdiness and content they need versus being fun and kind of creating sort of a a voice that has a, a certain kind of energy to it. And I'm still in a journey with all of that. So what are the objections that come up for you? If I said to you right now, will you write an article for Forbes for me tomorrow? If I said to you, I would like to invite you to speak on my podcast, what are the stories that come forward for you and how can we work through moving beyond those? And then how can you take a proactive stance, create a structure for yourself so you can get these kinds of assets and actions that will get your voice out there? Of course, you also have some basics, getting your LinkedIn right, but Think about what's your goal and is it that you want to be quoted? Is it that you want to be on CNN or Rachel Maddow? What are the wins and what is the result of that visibility for you? And I want to invite you to think again about the visible impact program we have at How Women Lead, if that could be helpful to you. But again, just on behalf of my daughter and all the young women who are watching you, whether it is you standing up in a meeting and taking up space or publicly in being visible. I want to encourage you to do this for yourself, but also for the other women around you and to really stand up and be unabashedly visible. I can't wait to hear from you and to see your light shining. And I'll remind you of the Marianne Williamson poem that we all know so well. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of the universe, of the goddess. You playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest all of the glory and beauty that you are, that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, as you let your light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I want you to just lean into that. I want to invite you to think about how important it is that your voice gives others permission, liberates other people. Lean into your voice this year. I can't wait to see all of the ripple effect of the beautiful light that you are. Have a wonderful day. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of How Women Inspire. And because your inspiration should not stop when this podcast ends, head over to our website, howwomenlead.com. Follow us on LinkedIn at How Women Lead and subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app to find out how you can proactively take charge and step into your power through our workshops and activism in our loving network. We want to propel you. See you next time, ladies. And remember to be unabashedly visible.